Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Tuesday, March the 28th, 2023. And of course, lost my mouse there, Dave Sturgio. And of course, Chris Gucci here in the building here at Chop Studios. Lots to get into today. Um, obviously, a lot of movement yesterday. We said it yesterday that uh, the NFL owners were going to meet and the coaches. And did you see the the coaches team photo? By the way, they take a team photo. It's like all the coaches in the NFL. I did not. Not Thank- in their Thankfully, go- I did not see that. Photo. It is like it is the worst school photo you've ever seen in your see, life. Right. Nobody wants to be there. They re upped Goodell this week. Oh, that, right? uh, I mean, look, money wise, the NFL's never been more profitable. They're making money out fist hand over fist, right? But like likability. I don't know what it is about him. I, I I think when the suspensions were dealt out first for me for Zeke, when that was dealt out, I'm like, this guy stinks. Well, here's what it comes down to. With now it's 2017. His job is to be hated by the public, and and take all the heat and be the pincushion for the owners. So he's doing a great job in that regard. Even though I hate all the owners still, <laughs> but you understand. Yeah, he's no, he's the, he's the fall guy. He's, he's the fall basically guy. the the front man. Yeah, so in that regard, I know like BS. Portnoy had an issue. Obviously, got like made a lot of money off his likeness with the shirts and stuff. But all in all, whatever. I just found the picture to be fantastic. Nobody, I felt like the the majority of the coaches were smiling. If you can name like a couple that weren't smiling, one being Mr. Belichick. He was right front and center. By the way, wearing shorts, it just. <clears throat> just didn't vibe <laughs> with me, him being front and center. Um, but in any event, I'm the sure that's what happening. Belichick was going for when he when he put on He's the like, shorts. He was like, "I'm trying to go for the vibe. I'm trying to set watch, the vibe here. Watch this. He does not. <laughs> give gonna, a they're going to be there. There was one thing that Bill, Bill Belichick did not give a shit about, and actually probably was bothered by was that picture. I would be so annoyed by that. I'd be like, bro, are you kidding me right now? I'm, Especially if you're another coach I'm and you're my, sitting next to him. I'm in my 40s and I'm not having that. <laughs> Bill Belichick is definitely not having the photo ops. Oh, Give well, me a he's break. definitely uh, rocking shorts in the photo op. I wish I had it for a second, but I don't. Thank God. Uh, but some story broke yesterday. Some stories, a plural, broke yesterday. I'm also just 40, guys. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you're. Well, technically, you're in not your in 40s. in my 40s. You're in your 40s. I was 40s. sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, what's going on? I mean, like, your birthday's in like two months, right? Like, so, yeah. You're going to be in your 40s, entrenched. Um, Firmly. I'm not there yet. Give me a couple more years. But uh, yesterday, big news coming out of the Lamar Jackson camp. I was sitting in here doing something, and um, I got the the alert that – well, I didn't get an alert. I was just scrolling Twitter for a second, and I saw that Lamar Jackson took it upon himself to reach out to his fan base, and um, he set the record straight. He said, hey, by the way, you know, 26 days ago – on March the to- our March the second, this year, Lamar Jackson demanded a trade. He set the record straight. I'm still so confused by what's <laughs> happening. So I am right. I do not agree. He yeah. tried, or he just threw what I think Lamar did was just make it more confusing because then a couple hours later, a couple minutes later at that, Harbaugh it was, was like, strategic. No, 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 he's like, we've been building the offense around Lamar all off season. <laughs> we expect Lamar back. And then I read a report. Uh, several reports on several different publications saying that they've been negotiating all week still. So Lamar maybe just didn't like how that negotiation is going. He's saying that he feels undervalued, meaning he's not getting the deal that he once put on the table. And the the Ravens, look, 
I've said it. I got attacked on Twitter for saying, you know, where's this running back going to sign then? You know, because I – and then, like, somebody was like, oh, we're still making running back jokes about Lamar in 2023, LOL. I'm like, yeah, we are. Have you looked at his numbers? He has not put up anything of note since he won MVP. And, look, I know everybody's like, well, then, in that same breath, you just said he won an MVP. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm well aware that he won an MVP. But since then, he has not done anything of significance to me. Outside of getting hurt, not playing full years, and now all of a sudden rumors or a little rumblings that he quit on the Ravens last year. He could have played I and did not. If you look at the wins and losses, he's a winning quarterback. If we're, giving, if we're giving credit to Tua and we're giving credit to guys like Jimmy G getting 20, whatever Jimmy G's getting, which is absurd still because the metrics don't add up in terms of the, the, the passing stats and things like that. He's getting paid. A bunch of other guys are getting paid. I understand your the point you're making, and I agree to a degree, but the way the NFL contracts go, Lamar's going to get paid. I don't know that he's going to get to 200 and whatever million he's asking for crazy I think he numbers. wants like 250 or something like that. Guaranteed. I don't, yeah. he's, he's not going to get that, but he is within his rights to want it. I just think he's handling it. He's handling this improperly in the sense that he, if he had an agent, I do think he'd be signed. If he was, if there was an agent, this would be done already. Um, but as far as him on the Mojo market report, he is the fifteenth highest quarterback on Mojo. He's nestled safely. Lamar's the starter for Baltimore next year, right in between former that. Baltimore quarterback Joe Flacco and my guy Dak Prescott. Um, he's got forty dollars in future value, according to what I'm seeing on the app, which is basically it breaks down to five twenty-seven a year. So the market's projecting he's going to have another seven decent years of his career. Now, where does that happen? You say it's Baltimore. I think it's Baltimore. So all this smoke and mirrors is just, it's all going to go back to him playing for John Harbaugh, and we're good to go. Yeah, I've been down this road several times as a Packer fan, dating back to the Brett Favre scenario, and then in the Aaron Rodgers Yeah, but these guys recently. are at the ends of their careers. Fair point. It doesn't matter. They're, they're at the ends of their careers, but right now, what's the market for Lamar in terms of a trade? I don't know that there's much. If Lamar's willing to sit out an entire season or two, I don't think that's going to happen. There's no way this guy could just pass up that kind of money. Well, I understand that he's probably well off right now, and I that's mean, fine. But, like, I think there is a that's potential not a good look. chance. I, don't, I mean, good look or not. Let's talk about something for a second here. What do you think the value – do you think that he'll devalue himself by doing that? Yes. I don't. To the owners and the GMs okay. and the people that are responsible for signing his checks? Absolutely. So – To his you teammates, would, you to would, the NFL Prize Association, about like, so you know what, man, do what you got to do. A couple points. Back to the point I was making earlier about he's a winning quarterback. He wins, right? So we're giving all these credit. Lamar wins. Him getting injured last year, you could say he quit. All right. We don't know that, right? The Ravens probably know that he didn't as well in the in – the, you know, the medical professionals, they're not not—they're not dumb. They know that Lam either Lamar was hurt or he wasn't. Maybe there's something to be said there. But if you look at the win and loss totals with Lamar and then without him, the Ravens need the quarterback 100%. Sure. We've been down the road with other quarterbacks. I don't see the market for him that we see for the Russ, and we're seeing cautionary tales to not give up all these pieces. The Ravens have no choice because they're going to be a bottom feeder in the AFC if they don't have Lamar back. Lamar realizes that there's no market. It's just a matter of time, in my opinion. Or he sits out. But look at what Deshaun Watson's value was after missing a full season and then being suspended for 10 games. Knowing that, look at what Deshaun... I know that that's even more of a cautionary tale. But look what he got paid. But look who paid him. Somebody will pay him. Do you know a team out there right now that's very bad 
at front office moves and contracts and Chicago. There's a, there's a couple of them out there right now. Guess what they need? A quarterback. Quarterbacks. I could see easily that Lamar goes to the Commanders in a season or two. Mm. As a free agent, they would sign him. I could almost guarantee it. So, so there's been rumblings about he, a couple. If he's an unrestricted free agent and there's no draft that's capital, that's a whole different story. No draft capital attached to it. Somebody signing him. So that's my point. I don't think he loses any value. I think he gets a massive deal. In two years, if Lamar's just working out with no wear and tear and, and he's ready to come back at 27, he's going to get paid. There's rumblings about the Colts at four. Uh, right now, they're slated. Uh, most mock drafts have him taking Anthony Richardson at four. But, again, if you're the Colts and you have a chance to bring a Lamar to Jackson up. in, if they have a chance to bring Lamar Jackson in, they might. And it would cost them probably that fourth overall pick in which the Ravens would have to start over. And go with, let's just say, Richardson and Tyler Huntley. And that would be your quarterback tandem for the next year. Whoever picks third is is in a really good spot to make a trade because those first two quarterbacks go, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. Now that next quarterback is, if you're the Colts, you have to worry that the Raiders jump in front of you. You have to worry. So, like, the Colts are going to have to move up if they want a quarterback at three, in my opinion. It is the Arizona Cardinals at three. Who also might be in the market for a quarterback. <laughs> I doubt so, it. Um, I don't know. Look, I see the Colts as a, as a possible contender. The Jets have ruled themselves out of this. I don't buy that for a second. I do. I I understand they have priority one. And, and 1A is both Aaron Rodgers, right? And I get that. But if that thing goes south and that thing goes sour, Woody Johnson is the first person on that phone saying, what do you need for Lamar? I got to do something. I dropped the ball on Carr. I dropped the ball on Jimmy G. Not that he was a good option, but I dropped the ball on Aaron Rodgers. I dropped the ball everywhere this offseason. And I need the Jets fans to buy if tickets. This, if this process drags out longer past well, June, which the Packers situation, they're well, saying they, has some steam that it might actually happen this week. Well, I, I don't buy I, that I, either. I'll say this. Uh, from what I heard from Joe Douglas and everybody with the Jets organization, that there is no timetable, and there's also no rush. Like they, they, they're like, of course, yeah. this will take the, us. The first, the first smart course. thing Joe Douglas has done publicly is say there's no rush. But realistically, there's there's at least a little bit of urgency as the days get closer to OTAs and things like that. You want your quarterback there. Other than that, you know, they could sit here and say that there's no rush. But at what point does it be, does it become oh oh we're in a rush? At what point? OTAs. June? No, you need them. I, I, listen, new offense. Older quarterback, I understand that he's won MVPs by being in in some island somewhere during OTAs. That's what he could if it do doesn't happen with by a the team dra- that he's familiar with. If it doesn't with. happen by the draft, then <clears throat> you're beat. It ha- Well, because you said— And, and we're beat. But you said, you're and, I, beat. and I agree to this, if the Jets make a pick at 13, the Rodgers trade didn't happen. It's off. Like, it's done. And I agree with that. because The, the level like, of disrespect— it would take to go up to the podium and select the player with Rodgers dangling You think the, the social media guy for the Jets got fired already or no? I don't know, man. <laughs> because, boy, oh, boy. I don't know. You After that, that oh, chamber, we got how do you not put, you got to pass that up the chain of command and say, hey, is this okay? Yeah. like Or they had that literally right here. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, okay. I would have called Rodgers and Send been like, tweet. hey, I know that this is going to sound awkward and we're not trying to tell you how to be, but. Yeah, right. Could you not go on the McAfee show today? Yeah, can you like can you not make any and it's so funny because Rogers did go on that show and he's like, Don't worry, I'm not making any decisions because the decision's been made. And I'm like, can you just 
Can you once just tell me a direct sentence? But the funny with thing a is, real, it's like, like they played it perfectly. The Packers, in my in my estimation, and and making it seem like it was his decision. It's not. It wasn't. <laughs> it really, isn't not at all. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, there's one more little con- uh, controversy uh, yesterday. Um, not really controversy, but look, you got to listen to what these guys say. Now, John Lynch came out there and said, if they lined up yesterday mm. and everybody was healthy, Brock Purdy would be the guy. And right away, I will tell you this, 1.13%, his market value went up on the Mojo app just by John Lynch, the GM, speaking yesterday. And that's how fast this stuff can move. If you have a multiplier on him and you had some money, just imagine John Lynch going out there on a whim and saying, Brock Purdy's my guy. And you're like, I just made money. That's so cool. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that can happen. And he's right now, dip. right now, he's the 54th ranked quarterback on the market behind Sam Howell, who's not taking a snap, and Kyle Allen, who probably doesn't exist anymore in the league. Right now, Brock Purdy, if you're a mojo market player, right, and you're interested in getting that next big thing based off of opportunity, we saw what happened with Tua's stock all last year. We saw what happened with a lot of these backup quarterbacks that were getting surges just because of opportunity. If this is their mindset now, pre-draft, after free agency, What's going to change their minds? Trey Lance looks good. Trey Lance looks like he's faster. Trey Lance can throw the ball. If this is their mentality right now, that Brock Purdy, after what he did last year, which, by the way, almost won Rookie of the Year, bounced Dallas out of the playoffs, did his thing until he ran into uh, a defense known as the Philadelphia Eagles. But, like, what's changing their mind, Chris? What what would change anybody's mind right now? Okay, so and I know it wasn't Shanahan, by the way. It was the John coach, Lynch. Yes, first it was not the head coach. So I think the head coach is going to have a little bit more say in who's going to be running the offense. He's going to be calling. They obviously have a little bit of a love affair with Trey Lance because of the capital they gave up to get him, and they're a little bit tied into that. So I think they want to be starting Trey Lance right now. They understand that the locker room may be more on the the Brock Purdy side. And when you're asked a question, I think he could have answered it a little more. Coach speak, GM speak, but he he was honest about it, and he said, look, if we lined up today... He's a leader in the locker room. If we lined up today, it will be Brock Purdy. But guess what? They don't line up today. There's a lot of football to be played in practice and in OTAs and things like that, and we have to see which guy responds better to this surgery that they just went through. So each guy is coming off of a fairly significant injury. I think Trey's is a little more significant, but it's not on that his throwing arm. eons ago, I feel but like. It, and it's not on his throwing arm. So it happened week one, so he has plenty of time to recover. Was it week one? Week one. Against Chicago? Yeah. Or was it week two? It might have been week two. It was two. week two. Yeah. It was week two. So nonetheless. Whatever. Know, it's been. Yeah, it's been a long time. He's basically 25, 30 months weeks already at this <laughs> right. point. Um, I don't, I'm not going to read too much into the, the depth chart situation right now. I still think this is a job that Trey Lance could easily win in camp. Yeah. And we're going to see how it plays out. I would say maybe potentially by the dip on Lance, but probably not. Okay. There's more time to be, to kind of dictate how that's going to play out. One more guy got himself a little permission. If if Brock Purdy is the starter, mm-hmm. trade, do they trade. Just, do trade, they trade Trey Lance while his value is at least relatively somewhat high on a lottery ticket. But if they just I'm gonna ask you if a they question. just have him as a backup and they treat him as a backup, he's gonna have backup quarterback value. I'm just gonna ask you flat out. Now we've seen Trey, very small sample size. We've seen Jordan Love, very small sample size. Would you No. What? I would not trade Jordan Love for Trey Lance. That wasn't what I was All gonna right. ask, but Good to see your loyalty. Um, Not no, even close. Not even for Brock Trey Purdy. Lance. I wouldn't they... trade him for both. I wouldn't trade him for. If any... you're the GM of a team that needs a quarterback, would you trade a one for either one of those guys? A one. 
an early one, not like a 28. I'm talking like top 10 pick to go get a Trey Lance or go get a Jordan Love. I know Jordan Love's circumstances are different because he's the guy now going forward. But like if, if all of a sudden Trey Lance is on the market because, because Brock Purdy's the guy, would you trade an early one to go get yourself a, a, a Trey Lance? An early one, no. Okay. No, not coming off the injury. Because I remember what the Niners did just to get there. Yeah, not, you know what not I mean? like, happening. So he lost his value based off the injury, based off of small sample size? I mean, maybe the 49ers just pumped his value up a little too high, and there wasn't as many teams as them that had him at, at, at that value. So I, mean, I, look, I would say there's a 0% chance that I'm doing a one for for Trey Lance. Once upon a time. Maybe Brock Purdy, because that contract is just very favorable. Yeah, I mean, look. Values have been overestimated plenty in the NFL. Once upon a time, First the Bears traded up to get a Mitchell Trubisky. You know what I'm saying? So people, all the capital in the world to go get Trey Lance, they may have screwed it up. Not, they don't know yet. They're not. Trey Lance, I guess if Trey Lance was a, was in this draft right now, where is he getting picked? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Top up. Top 10? I'm, I'm giving up a one for him, 100%. Well, now, that's what I'm now saying. Now that I think about yeah, that, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm a bum-ass team, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was kind of... Alluding to, like, okay, if this guy's on the market, would you do it? Just to be clear, though, I wouldn't. There's, there's a, there's a handful of players that I would trade Jordan Love for now, just out of pure loyalty and the lottery ticket aspect of it. We'll see. Handful, and there maybe more than a handful, maybe two or three handfuls of guys around the league. I'm saying DeAndre Hopkins was. Um, he asked the the Cardinals trade me. Cardinals said, all right, go talk, go see who wants you. Right, the asking price from what I've read is that the Cardinals want some kind of Christian McCaffrey-type package, meaning they want a player, they want some picks, they want a whole bunch of stuff for DeAndre Hopkins. I ask you, Chris, does anybody pony up for a DeAndre Hopkins at this price right here? Because it's there's been rumored. Now, here's the, here's the solve of all this. Rumors are rumors, right? Like, they, oh, he's worth a second. He might be worth a first. He might be worth a third, right? Those are all rumors. But now... The permission's been granted. Can the Cardinals get a second-round pick and some significant piece for a DeAndre Hopkins right now? They probably can because I think if you're looking at the market and then you're looking at the draft class, you know, out of nowhere there's this Pro Bowl talent that's available for trade. Teams are desperate for receiver help. And it really comes down to the, the willingness in those conversations that DeAndre Hopkins has with said team where it becomes, okay, what's the capital here that we're going to have to give up? Mm. And then what are we going to have to sign him to? That's the most important aspect of it. His contract sucks right now. So well, he said apparently they're willing. he's willing to rework But everything something. is all hearsay. We see a lot of smoke and mirrors with this type of stuff, especially with these meetings coming up. Did he say anything? Did Hopkins say anything? Yeah, did, like, did you hear Hopkins tweet anything? Or no, is the it only just, thing Hopkins has said publicly was like, yo, Dallas, I heard my name. Yeah, like, I've seen <laughs> like, things like great. this. And th- but like, I haven't heard anyone say anything. So these things, like you said, I heard a second. I heard a fifth. I heard Hopkins now has permission to seek a trade. I heard he would rework the deal. And then I heard he wants a ton of money still. So we have no idea. Interesting. Nobody knows what's going on with that. But... I would give up a, a, a decent package to get Hopkins as long as he was under, if, if he was willing to make it a, a team-friendly deal. Because you can't give up all that capital to try and get better with a receiver on the wrong side of 30 and then expect to improve going, you know, in other areas. Of, no, you can't give him too much money and the capital. All right. Uh, personally, I think a team like a Buffalo Bills or a Chiefs with a quarterback that has obviously the stature that they have, whether it be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, some of these top-tier quarterbacks, 
would love to play with this guy. And think about, like, these second-round picks, sometimes they, they're like, wow, I can't believe this guy's a second round. But at the end of the day, if you're presented a chance and an opportunity to go get D-Hop right now, I'm yeah, not but, saying but no. But, like, if you're the Packers, would you trade uh, DeAndre uh, Christian Watson for DeAndre Hopkins? Not a shot. Uh, Second-round pick. Jordy Nelson, second round yeah, pick. Yeah, but Devontae Adams. You're telling me you wouldn't do that? Second round pick. I mean, and then you would have Dobbs and Hopkins. I absolutely would not. And then take your chances with the rest of the draft and find another so, Christian so Watson. So you, you think that you think that I want a guy that's 18 million? If even if he restructures, it's going to be like 17, 16, right? Because now it's even more than that. I mean, right? Or a guy that right now if there's Christian Watson is one of three players in NFL history. To be over 6'4", run a, under a 4'4". Four, four I combine. understand the semantics. I'm taking, I'm taking that guy in his second year. But that's like that's like telling me, Dave, would you give up Gallup? And I'm like, yeah. Do you really put Gallup and, and Watson on the same level? Do you not? You're out of your mind. You are out of oh, your mind. Really? Not that even, disrespect. Not, not even remotely close to me. In terms of in terms of like where they you project. haven't even seen Gallup at his best yet. That's the problem. He's been hurt. He he tore his ACL. He was out for a little while. He hasn't bounced back. Last year's a void year. Every other time, this dude is balling. I've seen him fully healthy before, right? And then if he was supposed to be getting to his best, when does he get there? I don't right know now, if he does. That's why I would trade him for Hopkins. <laughs> but my point is, one guy, one guy is what I just said. I've I've seen things out of Watson so far that I've not seen Gallup be able to do physically. Now you've also seen things out of Watson with an Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's a, well, that's be, a whole other ball. To be fair, to be fair, probably the most impressive play that I've seen this year is with Jordan Love. Was yeah. with Jordan Love, and, and some was, and the worst play is with Aaron Rodgers yeah. dropping that opening day ball. So I just <laughs> look. I think Watson right now has. Ex- Tremendous value and is overlooked because he's a from a smaller school and he's a second round pick. Mm. But no, not even not even close. Would I trade him for Hopkins? No. All right. well, and I Hopkins. think that by the end of this season, you're going to be like, yeah, Watson is that that dude. I trade Gal for Watson like that. <laughs> so, and I love Gal. I really do love MG13. That's my guy. The, I should have actually said that right away. <laughs> See, I was waiting for it, but I didn't get it. Uh, NBA, some results from last night. Again, getting closer and closer to the end it's of the also season. also like 8 million cheaper. A lot cheaper, actually. Um, yeah. So last night, I did something for the first time on the Mojo uh, app that I have not done yet. I'm Mr. I want points. I want points. I took two unders last night. I actually took three before they ruled out Joel Embiid, which kind of ruined that game. I mean, the Nuggets won it anyway. They were in it. The Sixers were in that game, which was like, oh, okay. Harden was ruled out, too. It it was horrible. Like, the whole thing was just horrible. So I put yesterday, I'm I'm making the show for today. I'm like, finals preview? Question mark? But I'm like, now I I even believe it more than I did before because if they didn't have Harden and they didn't have Embiid and they still ran with the Nuggets, when those guys get back, this would be a fun series to watch in the finals. Is it going to be? I don't know. But I did something yesterday. I took a few unders for the first time, and I hit them both, okay? So now I have to really start doing my research. And remember, I do these things around, I don't know, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I you got lucky with the Embiid one. Well, I, well clearly, that one's was null and void because whatever. Yeah, I feel like Joker just can't play defense, so Embiid. Well, that's what I was saying. his chops. He had four, I think he had like 48 the last matchup. He did have a triple-double again, which is automatic. No, I'm talking about Embiid had 48 oh, points oh, against oh. the Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, was like, okay, brutal. hold but, this. But the Joker did have a, another triple-double, which just seems to be, you know, standard yeah, practice man. at this point. Uh, Kyrie was set at 29.5. 
He goes on there. He only scores 16. I knew Dallas needed the bounce back. I do. Because, look, Dallas has been playing abysmal lately. And you have to – you really have to dial it up now because – we're getting down to the last seven, eight games, and you need to absolutely get back in it. Right now, they're a half game out of the 10 spot, are the Mavericks, after that win. But I did hit that one. And I knew the Knicks needed to bounce back. They had a couple days off. I said, you know what? They're rested. They're all going to be rejuvenated. But somebody else outside of Julius Randle is going to go off. I know my Knicks. Okay, I know my Knicks. Emmanuel quickly, another 40-burger. Okay, Emmanuel quickly, 40-burger. MVP chance in the crowd. It was great to watch. Again, it's you know a little much, but... Still, great performance out of him, but I said if that's going to happen, if somebody's going to ball out, then the the stars of the team aren't going to be good um, or are at least not going to hit their overs. And I I sweat it out. Julius Randle was set at 27.55. He hits 26, so he just scores under that. Um, I think R.J. Barrett had 19. Jalen Brunson didn't play. So, like, the Knicks, look, they knew, they knew they needed to beat up on a bad Rockets team going in because right now, if you look at the East – it looks like firmly entrenched now that, that will be happening a New York Knicks Cleveland Cavaliers series. That's going to happen. There's no n- nothing. Yeah, no bo- no part of me thinks like that's a good. month. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying point. as it gets closer to the end, no part of me thinks that the Nets are going to make a surge oh, right now. Man, the Knicks are dead meat. Uh, I don't think so. We'll see. Um, so in the East, like I said, the Knicks are going to lock in the five. Dead. Cavs at four. It looks like the, the Philadelphia 76ers based off this loss is going to be entrenched with the three, which means they're going to play the six, which could be either the Brooklyn Nets or the Miami Heat. So those two series, those whoever it is, is going to be a good series. Um, the West, like we've been talking about for the last couple of days, is just ridiculously stacked. But it looks like the one, two, and three are kind of locked over there. Denver at one, Memphis at two, and, of course, the Sacramento Kings at three. After that, five games back with, like, seven to play are the Phoenix Suns. My interest right now is in who's who's going who's gonna to get those back two spots to play with an opportunity to get into the playoffs. That 9-10, that matchup, that's going to be great. I can't wait because right now as it stands, it would be the Lakers and the Thunder, but I really, really, really want to see the Lakers and the Mavs. I really want to see that game. I want to see Luka ball out. I want to see LeBron in there. That, that for me, is ratings, ratings, ratings. I'm all for that. Yeah, that's why Luka got that T rescinded because they're like, we need to get Luka in this game. I did see that. They're like, hey, look. In this postseason, in this plan. We know we gave you you the technical foul, but we're going to take it away. It's okay, Luka. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Trying to make up for that botched inbounds play the other day. Anyway, you can follow us right here on social media at TikTok, at TikTok, at Mojo on TikTok, on Instagram, and of course on the old Twitter machine. And you can join the Discord daily conversation about all things Mojo each and every day. One last thing before we get out of here baseball's right there. I know I'm just, I'm pumped for baseball. I'm seeing hype videos that are being built by either fans or the teams, whatever. There's one more little nugget of something that happened yesterday that I have to ask you your reaction. JT Raimundo, thrown mm. out of a game last night. Does that umpire just is he is he having a bad day? Like is he is he going through stuff at home? Like what? L7 so JT Raimundo does this. He, he's weenie. catching, huh? Oh, definitely square. The worst. So he catches the ball, or something happens where he looks back, like doesn't look back. He puts his hand up, waiting for a ball to be delivered. Loser. By the umpire, he doesn't do it at a, at a reasonable time, so he figures, you know what, since the last time the umpire threw it right back to the pitcher, he's going to do it again, so he brings his glove down. 
Umpire tries to drop the ball in the glove. The glove's not there. Umpire's like, screw you. You're out of here. I'm like, this dude has had a bad day of work. Yeah, I He's not feeling I well. I so many jokes. What I feel a joke. bad for that umpire's family. That's they might have caused this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God, they might have caused what a, this. What a, like, do you see, like, Dad walks out. He's pissed, right? He's having a bad day, right? We're like, whatever, have a good day at work, Dad. And he leaves. It just seems and then like he's, like, he's, I don't know. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm starting to go off the rails here because I'm going to start talking about <laughs> his personal life. I don't even know who his name. <laughs> I don't Jeez, either. He sucks. So who's worse? That ump or that MMA referee? Ooh, the MMA referee, oh, hands down. Man. Go look at that video. Not fun times. If you got a queasy stomach, don't watch. Uh, but there is some MMA stuff to talk about as well. And if you like to do that, you know, you can catch us on other shows to do that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a show for Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Back here tomorrow on a hump day. Mm-hmm.